Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My name's Tady. This is Sex, Psych, and Self. And welcome back to another episode, another educational episode. And yeah, let's go. At this point, I'm not even going to apologize for the fact that it's been two weeks because I feel like it's just going to be a fortnightly occurrence (laughs) for a while. I say this every episode, but I am busy (laughs) and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it this day. I'll do it this day. And unfortunately work takes over pleasure and this is my pleasure in my life. This is my, what I love to do. So, um, unfortunately at the moment I'm working more than I'm doing anything else. So, I mean, short-term loss for a long-term gain, I feel, but you know, if you want me to be able to post more frequently, if you want me to be able to really get on my podcast game, definitely share this episode around, share the podcast around, post it on your social medias. Let's get more listeners. I'm very happy, happy with my listener base at the moment because you know how much I love you guys and I appreciate you listening. Um, but yeah, if you want me to do it more often, get more people to listen to the pod. (laughs) It's literally my, probably one of my life goals that I want the pod to be my job. (laughs) I want to do it full time. I want to get out like five episodes a week and I want to have all different segments and, you know, it's literally my dream. So when, not if, but when we get there, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank the people that have been there from the start. Anyways, a little update in my life. Um, I just bumped the microphone with my hat. I went to the gym this morning and now I've got a cute little gym hat on. Um, yeah, a little update. I What have I been doing? I've been really struggling with my mental health, um, actually, for the last couple of weeks, which it sucks. And if you have mental health issues like me, you know that some weeks are just so much worse than others. Some weeks you feel so lost and that you don't have a handle on what's happening in your brain. And then other weeks you feel like you're just, you know, you got this, you're a boss ass bitch. And coming into this week now, 
it's a new week, it's a Monday, coming into the week now, I do feel a little bit better. Um, I feel supported in my life. I definitely have support from my boyfriend and my family and stuff like that. But I have been struggling with my anxiety and actually my depression um, over the last couple of weeks, which I haven't... I know that my anxiety is not cured. I don't think it'll ever be cured. I don't think there is a hard, definite cure for anxiety, but I th- it was getting a lot better. And over the last couple of weeks, I think my mental, my mental strength has become a little bit less. So I've been very um, anxiety ridden. I've had a few panic attacks and yeah, I've just been struggling with my depression as well. I've been upset very upset for no reason. And my darling boyfriend, um, he's trying to understand. Um, and God bless him. He does everything within his mental limitations. He can to comfort me. And that's, I can't expect any more than that. And I think that's really an important thing to remember that, you know, my fellow listeners out there with mental health issues like me, realize that the people in your immediate support group are probably doing the best they can to support you. So don't feel like, oh, they just don't care. Oh, they just don't want to care. Like they're probably doing the best they can within their limitations. And, you know, mental health, especially if it's someone you love struggling with mental health, um, it's a really hard thing to navigate. So, I mean, don't take it out on the people you love. (laughs) But I'm okay. I will be okay. I always am. I had a session with my therapist, my psychologist last week. And obviously that always helps. And um, yeah, and I'm actually going to a psychic this week, which I'm like really excited about. I love that shit. And for those of the listening that are a bit skeptical of the whole psychic medium kind of culture, um, I love it. I've booked an appointment with a really well-known psychic in Queensland, at least. I'm not sure about Australia, but I know Queensland. She's actually doing a tour around Queensland at the moment. And out of all places, she's coming to my little country town that I live in. So, you know, I had to jump on that appointment. So I see her Wednesday night and She's a psychic and a medium. And as you all know, my, my, my granddad passed away, um, about two months ago and I've never really had anyone I love pass away. So, I mean, I definitely feel like my granddad's around me all the time, but I just, I'm interested to see what she says. And if he's not present, I don't know how it works, but if he's not like present at the time of the reading, then, you know, I will be disappointed, but it's fine. Like, you know, as long as she's going to tell me that I'm going to be a super successful podcaster in my future with kids and the cows, then I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, another update. I actually, cause this happened to me, uh, about two weeks ago and no, not two weeks ago, like a week ago. And I was like, Oh, I have to talk about this on the pod. So I had to go to a work retreat, um, in Rockhampton which wasn't really a retreat. I didn't enjoy it. I don't enjoy team building exercises. I think they're pointless and I didn't really get a lot out of it apart from mental and physical exhaustion. But, um, 
anyways, so I was traveling to Rockhampton and I was driving along and I, I had my period and I had to stop at the servo to get tampons because I didn't have enough at home to take with me, whatever. So I was like, shit, I've had this tampon in for like five hours. I'm going to get toxic shock syndrome if I do not stop and get some tampons, right? So anyways, I see a roadhouse. I stop off. The only thing I bought from this roadhouse was tampons. I didn't even buy fuel, nothing. Like I literally just got tampons. So I walked in. It's like probably eight o'clock in the morning. The whole roadhouse is filled with males. There's not one woman in there. They're all males and they're all truckers. So they're all, you know, rough around the edges, probably great guys, but you know, truckers. So just picture that in your mind. I walk in my little business outfit go in grab my tampons realize they're fucking nine dollars by the way which fuck me you're gonna have to sell a kidney to buy fucking tampons soon but grab my tampons walk up to the cashier the cashier was a male and I was embarrassed because I was buying tampons and I was embarrassed and you know I was hiding them in my hands and then halfway on my journey up to the cashier I was like hang on a second why am I embarrassed? I'm like, yes, I am bleeding out of my wap. But why should I be embarrassed about that? Like this body of mine can produce children. This body of mine can produce life. And on top of that, I'm hot as fuck. So why, why would I be embarrassed about that? So that changed my whole mentality and I felt empowered. I felt empowered as a person who identifies as a woman, a person that has a uterus, that has a period. That's me. And I felt empowered in that moment. And I walked up to that cashier. I fucking slapped me tampons down on the bench and I said, just those, thanks. And he looked at me. He looked down the tampons. He looked at me. And I felt like he could feel my confidence because he's like, oh my God, okay, have a good day, whatever. And it was fine. It wasn't awkward at all. So, I mean, it was probably my anxiety playing in my head a little bit more, but I felt so empowered in that moment. And I got back in the car. Well, actually, I had to go to the toilet to change my tampon, tampon first. But then I got back in the car and I was thinking, you know what? It's pretty fucking cool to be a woman sometimes. I mean, apart from the fact that they're trying to take our rights away and everything again. Um, it's pretty cool to be a woman. And I felt empowered. So I put on I Am Woman, that song, on my Spotify. And then I just jammed out for the rest of my trip to Rockhampton. Anyways, I just really wanted to add that on here because I know a lot of my listeners are females and are people who have periods. So yeah, I just wanted to remind you that don't be embarrassed by tampons because periods are natural. Okay. Tampons are natural. Another update. This isn't really an update, but another thing that I just kind of wanted to like add to the pod today. Um, And I hope this isn't like taken the wrong way by anyone listening, but I was listening to another podcast. Um, I'm not going to name it uh, here, but it's a very um, masculine podcast. And I know a lot of you probably know about this, the controversy that's going on with Andrew Tate at the moment. Now, I don't know a lot about that. I did research him and look at his like videos on like TikTok and Instagram and stuff. And he's an asshole. Um, 
again, like I know I've said this in a previous episode, but like I'm not a feminist by any means. I think I try very hard to empower women and I try very hard to, you know, yeah, that's just the word, like empower women. And I am strong believer in women's rights and stuff like that, but I'm not a feminist and I don't think that women are better than men. I do think that we are equals. Um, I think that women go through a a lot more than men, but I I think we are equals. So the the whole Andrew Tate masculinity fucking approach is happening at the moment. So I'm listening to this podcast. It's not by Andrew Tate, but it's about um, by another man. And he said something in the podcast that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I just wanted to discuss it on here and, and kind of see what you guys think. He said that toxic masculinity doesn't exist. And I would have to disagree with that. Um, I think 110% toxic masculinity does exist. And I know this for a fact because I've experienced it. I have been at the receiving end of toxic masculinity and as a young person growing up in the Gold Coast in Queensland out of all places, I have been victim to toxic masculinity and not only women but other men are victim to toxic masculinity. I've seen my boyfriend He would never admit this. He doesn't realize this, but I've seen my own boyfriend be victim to toxic masculinity. And you're probably thinking, I've heard that term. I don't really understand what it means. I think everyone has their own, their own definition to toxic masculinity. I I think you could probably Google it and it comes up with a great definition. I didn't do that because I have my own definition for it and I have my own feelings about what it is and I don't agree with it and I hope that when I bring children into this world whether they be you know identify as boys identifies as as girls they don't fall victim to that toxic masculinity because I want to phase it out you can be masculine without exerting toxic masculinity I love a masculine man my boyfriend's masculine you know, my brother, my dad, my dad, he's a fucking macho man, masculine man. I love him to bits, but that's not toxic masculinity. And I'm talking about the men who disrespect women, who disrespect people that they feel are inferior to them, whether that be woman or male. I'm talking about the men that will, without any reason, no excuse to pick on the curvy girl in the club and call her fat, but openly call her fat and embarrass her and make her feel self-conscious. I'm talking about those men. And I know we've all had a little bit to do with those kind of men. I'm talking about the men that will, you know, hit you up on Instagram and, you know, say like, you want this, come and get this. And when you decline them, they call you a fat slut and you're disgusting and you're ugly. That is toxic masculinity. I'm talking about the toxic masculinity that the men that don't agree that women should be equals to them. They don't agree that there's a, you know, a wage gap and that it should be fulfilled. These men agree that women should have their rights away, that women 
should not have rights over their body and that women should not have corporate successful positions in the workplace. That is toxic masculinity and that exists. So when I'm listening to this podcast and the statements are being thrown out there that toxic masculinity doesn't exist and that masculinity should be praised, in what way, in what world? And how can this podcast creator behind this podcast be happy to bring a child, a daughter into a world where he is encouraging that toxic masculinity to still be here rampant throughout society? Like it just blew my mind. I just, I just, it pissed me off too. It made me angry. And now I'm hate listening to the podcast. But (laughs) anyways, that's enough. I've gone on enough of a tangent and I'm interested to hear your opinions on toxic masculinity. So definitely message me, make your Instagram posts. I definitely see your messages um, on social media. So, but yeah, anywho, let's go on with this week's episode. And this week's episode, I've been looking forward to. And especially um, with my struggles with it myself and over the last couple of weeks, I think it's just a really fitting time to be putting this episode out there and talking about it. And that is anxiety. Is it real? Do you have it? Well, hopefully by the end of this episode, you're a little bit more educated. Um, Just a reminder, please do not self-diagnose yourself with anxiety disorders. Um, There are a couple anxiety disorders um, and we're going to get into them in this episode. But yeah, don't self-diagnose yourself. To be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, it needs to come from a mental health professional or um, like a just, you know, a GP, doctor, that kind of thing. I was diagnosed with a severe um, anxiety disorder and depression two years ago in 2020. Um, I then have OCD tendencies um, and yeah, and I, I haven't been formally diagnosed with a few other things that I want to explore because as a mental health professional myself, I feel like I do have the symptoms of this, um, but I will explore them in my own time, one thing at a time. Holy shit. And um, I think it is important to seek diagnosis for your mental health issues, not just to put a label on yourself and say, oh, I have depression, I have anxiety, but to seek the right treatment for what's going on in your brain and seek the right medication and behavioral therapies for what's going on in your brain. And that's what came out of me getting that formal diagnosis of severe anxiety and depression. I got that appropriate therapy that I needed and my therapist could approach my mental health issues from a place of evidence-based treatment, you know? Um, I have yet to use medication. Um, and I know I've touched on this in previous episodes that I don't believe in medication for myself and I don't think it's necessary for myself. I am starting to change my mentality a bit. Um, especially after this last month, because my depression was just so dysregulatory and I couldn't snap myself out of that at all. Anyways. So yeah, 
there is definitely natural anxiety present in everybody's body. Um, the body's natural response to a threat or danger um, or the flight or fight um, response that you've definitely heard about before. So there's that natural anxiety present in everyone's body, um, that you feel when you're scared, nervous, threatened, fear, that like overwhelming feeling, like I'm getting out of breath just talking about it. That's the natural anxiety response. It's the nervous system response to what's happening to you. And then there's the anxiety the mental health issue that I have and that so many people in this world are struggling with. It's the uncontrolled, dysregulated anxiety. And then there's the GAD, which is generalized anxiety disorder, which is a very common diagnosis for people with uncontrolled. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Controlled anxiety. Um, but that's just one of a list of anxiety disorders. So all the information, um, in this episode, I have gotten from personal experience. I have gotten from my professional opinion, being a mental health practitioner myself, um, and a counselor. And also I read a little bit on Beyond Blue, which Beyond Blue is great. Beyond Blue is who actually funds my position through the job I do at Mental Health at the moment. Um, they're an amazing, amazing organization. They, um, you can, you know, donate money to Beyond Blue. They really put in research to depression, um, suicide, anxiety, or mental health issues. There also is a Beyond Blue line that if you are struggling with your anxiety or suicidal ideations, you can call this Beyond Blue line and they can connect you with a person to talk to, which I think is a great, great service to be able to access 24-7, I believe. Um, and I will put their number in the show notes of this episode because I know I know a lot of the time, even though you might know that you have a great support system in place, you might feel really alone and not sure how to kind of get yourself out of this funk. So these you know, numbers and lines that you can call are so great and they act as a great support. And that's what I tell my clients at work too. Like people I see through my job, I'm like, I give them lists of all the like services they can access 24 seven because I'm one person. Okay. So like I'm one person and I don't just have one client. I have a whole caseload. So 
Unfortunately, as much as I want to, I can't be available for these clients 24-7. And depression, anxiety, suicidal ideations, mental health issues, they don't just hit between the hours of 8 till 4, Monday to Friday. Like They don't just hit between that. And we know that. We know that as mental health practitioners. That's why we supply people and our clients with these numbers that are so, so valuable. Um, anyways, what is anxiety? What is anxiety and why are we hearing it all the time? It's a feeling of uncontrolled um well, uncontrolled anxiety, a feeling of fear, um, not knowing what's coming next, a feeling of nervousness. It's just uncontrolled. You can't stop it. It comes up out of nowhere. There's no particular reason for it. Anxiety can present both mentally and physically. There's definitely physical symptoms and we will get into that a little bit later on the episode. Um, And like I mentioned before, there are several types of anxiety disorder Uh, disorders. And I want to give you a little list just so you have a brief, um, brief kind of outline knowledge of what they are. Um, there's one called agoraphobia, which you definitely probably heard of before. It is a type of social anxiety and a fear of being in a situation where there could be a potential to be embarrassed or to do the wrong thing. So in social situations, going out where there could be a potential to fall over or say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, or just the overall potential to be embarrassed. Um, So, yeah. And then there's GAD, which I spoke about before, which is generalized anxiety disorder. Um, That is just persistent anxiety in everyday life, in everyday activities. There's no rest from generalized anxiety disorder, unfortunately. Um, Panic disorders, which I also have. Um, Panic attacks, unable to deal with conflicts. And that presents with severe physical symptoms, which I have definitely experienced in my life. And I do not, I really don't um, wish that on my worst enemy. Definitely not. Um, Selective mutism, which I actually heard about in one of my serial killer documentaries that are uh, not documentaries, podcasts that I listened to on the way to work. But selective mutism is selective in non uh, selectively being nonverbal in situations. Um, this is usually evident in children and can onset after traumatic events. And there is a sort of mutism that's not selective and it's literally just your brain shutting you off to, um, it's a trauma response. So yeah, usually evident in children and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's literally just not talking, not using your voice in any situation. Uh, separation anxiety, which my sausage dogs have um again they are evident in children or like i said sausage dogs (laughs) fear of being separated and away from people you love so in children it's fear of being separated from your parents or your family or away from that and i think it stems from that feeling of being comfortable we all feel comfortable with the people that we love and i think children just don't want to be taken away from that sense of comfortability um And that's where separation anxiety stems from. Social anxiety, uh, it's like generalized social anxiety, high levels of anxiety in social situations. 
Um, and again, just a high concern of being judged. So any social situation, whether that be parties, dinners, um, work, just social situations as a whole. And then of course, phobias. I actually have a phobia tattooed on my arm. (laughs) It's, I have philophobia tattooed on my arm and that is actually the phobia of falling in love. And I got that when I was not in love and now I am. So um, I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> but a phobia, it's a person, a scare, a fear or, an- <coughs> or anxiety brought on by certain categories. For example, you know, some people have a phobia of spiders, tigers, you know, claustrophobia, a fear of small spaces. So phobia, any, any word with the word phobia in it is a fear of whatever, a fear of spiders, a fear of small spaces. Um, and then of course there's substance induced anxiety, which is quite self-explanatory in itself. It's the anxiety brought on by the abuse of substances. So alcohol, you know, drugs, marijuana, whatever, um, that can actually bring on anxiety as well, which is pretty wild, but not surprising. Anxiety does definitely have physical symptoms. Um, And for those who have never experienced severe anxiety before a panic attack, I'm going to show you um, or tell you some symptoms that happens, unfortunately. Um, And, you know, heart palpitations, Every time I get anxiety or even if I'm just lying in bed because my brain is constantly heightened, I have heart palpitations. I can feel my heart skip a beat, you know, raised heart rate. Um, You feel your heart racing and that comes with, you know, sweating um, and shortness of breath, Uh, feeling, feeling like it's difficult or impossible to calm yourself down, to calm the restlessness, to calm the fidgeting. Um insomnia, so not being able to sleep, sleep disturbances, not being able to fall asleep at night, lying awake, staring at the ceiling for hours. Um, I know we've all been there. Muscle pains, muscle spasms, as well as many other medical reasons why this could be happening to you. Anxiety could definitely be one. Stomach pains, bowel, um, bowel irritations, bowel upsets, so constipation um, or diarrhea. I know every time I've ever been on a first date before in my life, I've literally probably shit out half my body weight before I've gone on the date. So, I mean, that comes from my self-esteem, but <laughs> it comes from the anxiety as well, so... Uh, racing thoughts, not being able to slow down your thoughts, that feeling of 1,000 billion things going on inside your head, mood swings, not being able to control your moods, you know, uncontrollable crying, unable to focus, concentration issues, um, and always thinking of the worst case scenario, always thinking of the worst possible thing to happen in that scenario. Like, for example, every time I leave my house, every time I leave my house, And especially if no one's home, like if I'm leaving or if me and my boyfriend are both leaving, I will check that the door's locked probably like minimum six times before I leave and I'll push it and I'll pull it and I'll push it and I'll pull it to make sure it won't magically fly open 
while I'm at work. Um, and if the dogs are in the backyard, I'll check that the side gate's secure like at least six times before I go. I'll have to do a perimeter check around the backyard to make sure that there's no, you know, holes that they can get out of. I double check the side gates to make sure the gates aren't open. Um, and then if the dogs are in the house, I get even more anxious and I make sure that, you know, there's no cords that they can chew and electrocute themselves on or um, that they've got a light on because if it's dark, they might get upset because it's dark. And then I have to check that the door's locked 4,000 times more because if someone breaks in, they'll steal my sausage dogs. Like that is that kind of worst case scenario, uh, impending danger or doom that comes with anxiety and that is literally me every time I leave the house and then some some mornings I drive halfway down the road and I turn around and I come back and I you know check that my hair straightener is turned off for the 4,000th time and then all that starts again I've come back I've had to come back in the house check my hair straight now I walk back out and I check that that door was locked six more times it is exhausting um And that brings me on to being tired, weak and fatigued is also all physical symptoms from anxiety, worry, anger and socially isolating yourself, withdrawing yourself, um, which sometimes is easier to do than to not do, if that makes sense. And like I've spoken about many, many, many times before it, like I said at the start, it, I don't think anxiety gets cured. I don't think there is a cure for it. I think there are methods and therapies and ways to maintain your like baseline. And I think there'll always be times where your brain heightens again and heightens back up to anxiety. But then the way you manage that and the way you bring yourself down and the way you like regulate yourself again will get easier over time. And that's what I'm still trying to master. Um, and I think I'll be mastering for, for the majority of my life. So yay. Um, treatments, what treatments are available for you? Like I mentioned before, please, please do not diagnose yourself. Okay. You need to see a GP or medical practitioner, um, psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever, to be diagnosed with these things. You can't just say, oh, I'm sad, I got depression, because you might not. <laughs> um, a GP will then put you on a mental health care plan. Uh, so a mental health care plan pretty much just opens your access to psychological services that are bulk build. It pretty much takes the fee away from accessing psychological services, if that makes sense. Um, I've just had my mental health care plan renewed, actually, in the last two months. Um, they renew it every 12 months, I believe. And then they just re-ask you all the questions um, and just get get a like idea of where you are at mentally. And then they write a letter to your psychologist and it's just all ticking boxes really. Um, and ongoing psychological support and behavioral therapies is in my opinion, the most important beneficial treatment to anxiety disorders. You need to be seeing that psychologist. You need to be seeing that counselor. You need to be working on your behavioral therapies. For me, um, I've been doing cognitive behavioral therapy for two years, CBT um, and DBT as well. Um, DBT focuses, and I do a lot of DBT skill building with my clients at work. 
DBT focuses a lot on like, um, what's the word? Like uncovering your trauma and figuring out where it's stemming from. And psychologists do that too. They want to know where it's stemming from. What You don't just get mental illnesses out of nowhere. It has to stem from something deep down inside you. And for me, it was trauma. Um, trauma my whole adolescence life, adolescent life. Um, bullying on a developing brain is considered trauma as well as everything else that happened. Um, sexual trauma for me as well. Um, and my self-esteem. I had a very low self-esteem when I was a teenager and it's definitely better now. I have a lot more respect for myself and a a sense of self-worth for myself, but that stemmed from such a low self-esteem that I had as a teenager. So, you know, like it all stems from somewhere. And then of course, medications, um, antidepressants, sedatives, you know, like benzodiazepines and antipsychotics. Like I said, going on medications like really, really individualized. Some people will benefit strongly from it and some people won't. So it just depends on you. Yeah. And of course, like any medical issue, mental health issue, um, anxiety has a snowball effect. And by this, I mean anxiety flows on to stems out to a lot of other issues, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, and that's issues like ADHD, like ADHD can be brought on by anxiety, depression, OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, suicidal ideations, as well as attempts, um, borderline personality disorder. Those who don't really know what BPD is or borderline personality disorder, it's severe emotional dysregulation. It's the feeling of emptiness and hopelessness and it comes from abandonment, uh, abandonment issues. Like a lot of people who suffer with borderline personality disorder have those abandonment issues from earlier on in life. Um, problems making and keeping those positive relationships, issues with issues with self identifying, like not knowing who they are in themselves, having no sense of self, I suppose. I hope that makes sense. Um, a lot of people that struggle with personality, uh, personality disorder, struggle with lying. Um, a lot of those, you know, people, you hear people get called a pathological liar. Well, they're probably got BPD, um, a confusing outline, uh, outlook on life, impulsive or self-destructive behaviors. Oh my God, a bobin just flew out of my hair. <laughs> um, yeah. Impulsive or self-destructive behaviors, self-harm, anger outbursts, and just that, that sense of being out of touch with reality. Um, I don't know if we'll do a full episode on BPD. Um, or maybe we will because BPD goes highly undiagnosed. So maybe we will, but yeah, so that's the fun world of anxiety. And like I said, if you, and I say this in every single episode, if you feel like you are struggling with anxiety or you feel like, you know, you have it and you want to be diagnosed so you can access treatment, please do so sooner rather than later. There is no shame 
in having mental health disorders. There's no shame in that. Please remember that. Um, it's okay. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with it that don't actually know that's what they're struggling with. And they wonder why they're having such a hard time. And they're wondering why, you know, they're having these fights with their boyfriends. And it just comes from a place of struggling with that anxiety. And it's so important to remember that. Um, I hope you learn a little bit from this episode. I'm sorry about the rant at the start of this episode. I just, oh my goodness. So much goes through my head when I, when I hear these things, when these things happen to me, so many things go through my heads and I just want to talk to them. So what better than to talk to my little friends on the podcast about it? Anyways, that's my episode on anxiety as a whole. Um, please, please seek help if you need to. And like I said, I'll list some crisis numbers at the bottom um, of the episode in the show notes on Spotify or Apple Podcast if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast. So, yeah, but as always, look after yourself. Look after your mental health and most of all, most importantly of all, go have some safe sex. I'm Tady, this is Sex, Psych and Self and I will see you soon. I love you. Bye! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>